Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. And it's the 4th of December. And very excitingly, I got my first Christmas card of the year delivered this morning. And I haven't opened it yet, so I'm going to open it. I'm going to open it right now. Oh, this is exciting. I don't normally get Christmas cards. I wonder who it's from. All right, here we go. Let's open it up. Let's have a read. Dear Alec, blah, blah, blah. I hope you have a lovely Christmas. Working, working very hard in the community. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. All right. It's from the... The local Liberal Democrats. Cheers, guys. I think I'm going to put it up anyway. I might as well. Don't get many cards. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Holly Humberstone with Friendly Fire, and before that, Medusa and Hosey, a brand new song, which is very, very good. Uh, Tell it to my heart. This is Wizard Radio. Good afternoon. My name's Alec Feldman. Lovely to be on. Hope all is good. Uh, It's December, which means Christmas songs are on. I'll play you Mariah Carey next, but it's not that one. No, it's not that one either. Uh, It's it's another one. Uh, You'll hear it in a couple of minutes' time. Also on the way, Gail and Olivia Rodrigo. And I like oversharing. It's kind of my thing. It's what I do um, every Saturday between 3 and 5 p.m., really. Uh, I've got some trapped wind today. Uh, it's annoying me. You know when you've got, like, a slight stomachache and you just know all you need to do is, like, have a good big old burp or the other one at the back end? And it's just not happening, and it's very frustrating. So if anybody wants to come around and, like, sit me on their lap and rub my back like I'm a baby that needs winding. I would really, really appreciate that. Thank you very much in advance. Um, so, you know, if I need to to pause mid-show to fart, I can only apologise. <laughs> oh, always keeping it classy. Are you all good? I hope so. On the show today, I want to talk about Elf on the Shelf. I want to talk about crisps. I want to talk about cousins. I want to talk about trains. And if there's time, I want to talk about Ikea as well. That's a a decent shopping list, right? I also have a theory that I want to put to the test. As you know, I'm a bit of an amateur scientist in my spare time. I come up with all these theories, um, and they might be true, they might not be. But we'll find out at ten past four. This theory relates to Sir Elton John. Uh, That's on the way. Also, as per usual, we've got a 60-second guide. We'll play What's Going On Before 4 O'Clock and some songs. That's kind of how the radio works, right? Um, and now I want to tell you about the best and the worst things in the world this week. That's how I start the show every week, just a sort of a brain dump for what's on my mind, what I'm enjoying and what I'm not enjoying. They're quite political this week um, in the sense that all of them relate to political figures so in the words of Boris Johnson uh, forgive me if that's not your cup of tea I know this isn't like a politics show but 
a lot happening that I've kind of gone, oh, that's good. Oh, that's bad. Um, so here's here's what I'm thinking, right? The worst thing in the world this week did not actually happen this week. It happened a year ago. And somehow, bafflingly, uh, they managed to keep it a secret for a whole year. I'm talking about Boris's secret lockdown party in Downing Street. So how does that work? Like, so much, I don't know, so many things happen and we just never find out about them. Like, the fact that they had this party, like, do you remember where we were in December last year in the UK? When they were, like, cancelling Christmas left, right and centre, loads of restrictions, there were tears, there were local lockdowns, there was all sorts of stuff. And in the middle of all that, when Boris and all them were saying, like, stay at home, don't do this, don't do that, blah, 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 they were having a party. That's quite, quite wrong, really. Especially when all those people were dying and stuff. And the fact that no one found out about it for a year, I mean, that's wild. Like, how, how do you keep that a secret? Why was nobody there with, like, a secret camera or something to spill the beans? I don't know, but it, it's come to light. It only took a year. Um, I think the most interesting thing we can learn from that is that Rita Ora and Boris Johnson have more in common than you'd think. Who knew? So that's, that's annoying me this week. Uh, another political little thing that I think is one of the best things in the world this week. I actually told you about last week, which was that Sweden had got its first ever female prime minister and then lost her within a few hours because her government like collapsed very, very quickly. And so it was a great day for progress. And then uh, um, that was that was it. But she's back now and she's the actual prime minister. And I think she'll she'll be all right for a while. So um, again, Sweden have their first female prime minister for the, the second time. There's not many countries that get to have their first female prime minister twice. <laughs> so good on them. Um, that's cool. And the third vaguely politically thing that I think is the best thing in the world this week. Keir Starmer is the leader of the, the Labour Party or like the opposition. They're the ones that aren't in government currently. Um, he's sort of got a bit of a reputation for like not really giving many opinions on stuff. He, he likes to hedge his bets and be a bit bland sometimes. But he has actually given an opinion for once. He's committed. He's put his flag in the ground and said, this is what I believe in. The opinion that he has issued is about Peppa Pig World. <laughs> the story that keeps going on and on. He's done an interview with one of the uh, newspapers and they just said um, something along the lines of, did you like Peppa Pig World? And I think he said, oh no, I think it's awful. It's horrendous. What were his exact words? Hang on. I should have done proper research here, but I've forgotten. Um, his exact words were, I have been to Peppa Pig World. Of course I have. It's dreadful. <laughs> so there you go. He's given an opinion on the only issue that matters. What do you think of Peppa Pig World? Boris loves it. Keir, with a clear dividing line, he thinks it's dreadful. So... Uh, if you want to have a government that thinks Peppa Pig World is dreadful, an anti-Peppa Pig World government, I guess, then you know what to do. Vote Labour, that's what they stand for. They're deeply against cartoon pigs having whole world dedicated to them. I'm glad that we all know that. I think uh, that's very important when we get to make a decision as a country in a few years' time when like all of you lot will actually be able to, to vote, which is cool. Right, on the way, I want to talk about Elf on the Shelf because it's December now, so we're allowed to talk about these things. After the first Christmas song on this show of the year, it's Mariah Carey. I think this one came out last year with Ariana Grande and Jennifer Hudson. This is Oh Santa on Wizard Radio. It's Ariana Grande, Mariah Carey and Jennifer Hudson with Oh Santa. 
I'm aware I just misordered them, and I feel like Mariah Carey would be very, very touched about that kind of thing, so I apologise. I would like to make clear Mariah Carey is the, the lead artist on that song uh, before we get any like threatening legal letters for putting Ariana's name first. Right, Gail coming up. So, um, we're into December now. Christmas is coming up, if that's what you're into. Uh, personally, I'm more of a Hanukkah kind of guy. That's happening right now. Uh, so, happy Hanukkah if you're, if you're celebrating. Here's the thing I've not ever quite understood about Christmas. I've only really heard about it in the last couple of years. What's all this Elf on the Shelf stuff? I sort of... I've, I've started seeing it everywhere. You know, the first time I heard about it wasn't actually when I was, like, he hearing about Elf on the Shelf. It was the memes. You know, you've heard of Elf on the Shelf. What about... Um, uh, I can't think of one. Adele on a baby bell. Uh, <laughs> that's a terrible example. But you know what I mean? That's what brought it to my attention. And then since then, I've sort of seen people posting pictures of it and talking about it and stuff. I, I don't fully get the the point. So, as I understand it, and I might be wrong, feel free to correct me if I am. There's an, a little elf, like a cuddly elf, that people's parents buy for their young kids. And they hide the elf around the house. And they move it to a different location every day. And the point is that the elf is watching your children and reporting back to Father Christmas. And if your kids are naughty, then the elf will see it and tell Santa that they're bad and not get any Christmas presents. That's the sort of the idea, right? But then that sort of contradicts itself because from what I've heard, the point you like when you move your elf, I mean, when the elf moves itself, obviously, um, it causes some kind of chaos. It like make a mess of something or be, you know, it'll be positioned to be doing something kind of funny or silly or naughty. That feels like a complete contradiction to me because who are they to watch over your behavior and report back to Santa if they are badly behaved themselves? That's just it's hypocrisy of the worst kind, isn't it? Um, how can you, how can you get away with that? So that's kind of the weird, the weird bit I sort of don't get. When did this start being a thing? That was another question I had because I'm sure, like when I was younger, um, I, I'm never, I've never been a Christmas person or a Santa person, but like my friends who were, I'm sure they never had this elf on a shelf thing. So it must be quite new, right? Wasn't around when I was little, but also. This is, this is possibly the bit that's slightly more controversial. Um, I hope I don't receive a huge backlash for this. I... I think... Am I, am I going to say this? Yes, okay. I think it's just bad parenting to let your kids believe in Santa. Is that a really controversial opinion? I think it probably is. Um, I, could, I could say it though, we're amongst friends. Like, no, nobody listening to this will believe in Santa, right? because we're all of an age where that's long gone and more to the point there's probably no one you're not you're not going to be in a room with someone who does so i feel like i can say this quite openly that santa's not real i know there are some places where that's frowned upon in some circles to say that aloud but it's not right it's made up i never believed in it i was never brought up to believe in it and when i was in year two at school i was so adamant that santa was not real and all of my school friends were so adamant that he was that we got into a blazing row in the classroom and the teacher threatened to send me out and i was the one speaking the truth that santa is not real i know that we all know that now but at the time i was painted out to be the villain of the piece i was in the wrong for saying he wasn't real 
And so now, as well as this whole letting your kids believe in Santa as a way of disciplining them, we've also got this elf on the shelf thing, which is like an extra layer of, of complication to force your kids to behave. Not because you're instilling, you know, the importance of behaviour, just because you're saying some, some imaginary man won't get them presents. Like, this is silly. I, th- I, I suppose you people would argue, like, oh, it's the magic of Christmas. Why would you take that away from a child? It's just stupid, isn't it? <laughs> am I really miserable for thinking that? I probably am a little bit, but I've said it. I can't take it back now. I don't get the point of Elf on the Shelf. I think it's bad parenting. I think it's lazy. <laughs> And that's my controversial opinion of the week. Um, I'll be back next week with another one, unless I've been cancelled by people's parents by that point. Uh, coming up next, someone's been uh, taking the mickey a little bit with, with some favours. I want to tell you about that. Uh, maybe maybe a bit quietly, because they might be nearby. After, Gail, this is ABC on Wizard Radio. Gail and ABC on Wizard Radio. Hello, welcome to your Saturday afternoon. I'm Alec Feldman, thanks for hanging out with me. Um, I want to want to talk to you about something now, but uh, it might be a bit difficult because I want to talk about someone who is in quite close proximity. So, is it really bad form to whisper on the radio? It kind of kind of is, isn't it? That'd be really annoying. I'll you know I'll just tell the story and and hope that the walls in my abode are sufficiently soundproof. So here we go. I live with a, a guy, my housemate. Um, I've lived with him for. A while, really. I lived with him for like two years, and then didn't live with him for two years, and now live with him again. And it's lovely to be back, and he's great to live with. I very much like him. But he's just got back off holiday, right? <laughs> he's been. It was away for a week. He was in Poland, and as you may have noticed, the government uh, changed all the COVID travel rules midway through last week, and so all of a sudden everything changed, and everyone had to sort of adapt their plans and so obviously when he went out all you needed to do was like a lateral flow test when you leave and when you come back and you're good but then they were like no we want pcrs because of omicron thingy um so he came back and he had to get a pcr done and wasn't allowed to leave the house before he had his negative pcr back right um which i suppose is fair enough if they want to contain this new variant um and obviously you know when you're stuck inside that sucks it's horrible and because I'm not an awful human being, I'm obviously happy to like help out with whatever because I'm actually allowed to leave the house. So, um, you know, I was doing a few bits and bobs from like I took his PCR to the letterbox um, to send it off to the lab. You know, of course, like of course you'd help out with that. <laughs> That'd be really mean if you said no. Um, and I would like, I'd like go to pick up some parcels for him that were waiting downstairs. Like, yeah, of course, easy. Like anything you can do to make it a bit less miserable. And he asked me to pick some things up from the shop, and again, I'm like, well, obviously I will, because because you can't leave and you need you need food. <laughs> but um, <laughs> this is when it got a bit complicated. He wanted a very, very specific type of crisp. Very specific, like, not just a bag of crisps. It was like, it has to be a certain brand, it has to be a certain flavour, and nothing else would do. And I was like, can I just get, like, the Aldi-owned brand equivalent? And he was like, mm, I prefer, like, the real version. And I was like, okay, fine. So, um went to a shop where I thought they might have them, got a few bits and bobs and some other stuff he asked for. Then discovered they didn't have this very specific type of Tyrrell's crisp. I was like, oh, that's annoying. Um, and so I paid for all the other stuff, left, and then I was like, well, now I need to find another shop that might sell it. 
And so I spent, I'd say, a good 30 to 45 minutes going around Manchester looking in different shops to find this type of crisp. And you know what? I couldn't find it anywhere. I don't know what's going on. I think there is a shortage of Tyrrell's cheese and onion crisps for some reason because every shop either didn't stock it at all or they did stock it and it was out of stock. And like multiple shops I went to because I knew how much it meant to him. And then I went to, I got to the last one. I was like, mate, it's, it's not here. Like, what do you want? <laughs> then it was like another 20 minutes of me telling him like every flavor of crisp they did have. Um, I'd be like, can you please just choose one so I can leave? And it was just, <laughs> it's all a bit much. Like, I'm all for helping a person in need, but like a, a 45 minute trip just to find a bag of crisps. Um, it does feel like a bit much, just a little bit. I, am I a bad person for thinking that? Maybe a little bit, but um, yeah, it, it was a lot. Is the pandemic over yet? Yeah. <laughs> can we stop all this nonsense? Um, thankfully, PCR negative and he can buy crisps again to his heart's content. But here's my, my question to you this afternoon. If you'd like to get involved with the show, always love hearing from you. The number is 07807 183. 538. I would like to ask you, has anyone ever maybe taken the mickey a little bit when you've done them a favour? <laughs> just a tad, like, just a little bit more than you'd maybe bargained for. 07807 183538. It's at Wiz Radio on Twitter. It's station at wizardradio.co.uk on the emails. I would like an answer to this question, please. Has anyone ever taken the mick a little bit when you've been doing them a favour? <laughs> Answers, all appreciated. Um, we'll read a few in a bit. Going to play you Sam Fender in a second, but now this is Olivia Rodrigo and Traitor on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Mediocre broadcasting since 2017. Wizard Radio, that was Sam Fender. Spit of you, who was going from strength to strength. Before that, Olivia Rodrigo and Traitor, who I think... I'm right in saying, accounted for one in two streams in the world this year, which is a bit mad, isn't it? This is Wizard Radio, I'm Alec Feldman, Wolf Alice coming up, and Amoray, and now we're talking about um, when people take the mick a little bit. What's the, what's the phrase? Give someone an inch and they'll take a mile. Um, just when, <laughs> when you're trying to do someone a favour, but they end up just being a little bit too demanding um got this message here from abigail who says this happened just before the pandemic kicked off last year my best friend broke her arm because she fell down the stairs at home how does that even happen and it was her writing arm so obviously she needed help at school she asked me if i would help out and obviously it's my best friend of course i was happy to help her we're also in most of the same classes together so it made sense and it would have been really easy for me. I thought all I'd have to do is just carry her bag for her and make sure that if she was in pain, I'd take her to the medical room or, you know, simple stuff like that. So, you can imagine my surprise when we're in history, which is the first class we had since I agreed to help, since she um, broke her arm. And she says to me, can you, uh, can you write my notes for me? Because I can't write. And then for a week after that, I had to write whatever she dictated to me and do my own work. All I'll say about it is that it was all cut off when the pandemic closed the schools. So thank God for that. <laughs> One of the only people that was happy that schools got shut down for like six months. Um, that is very demanding. Could she? Could she?
Could you not just have used your notes? I don't understand. Like, could you not have written one set of notes and then photocopied them for her so she could also have them? Because surely that would have been more efficient than you writing the same notes twice, but like her notes that were different that she'd dictated as well as yours. Like, she feels unnecessary. Could they not have given her a computer? So many things just about this story are a little bit wrong that like shouldn't have happened. I think maybe this school needs to like get offsteaded or something. They're not looking after their pupils properly if they're allowing this nonsense to happen. But yeah, he must have been delighted. Um, I'm assuming the arm is fixed now and the friendship is in a much better place. So that's that's good news. Georgina, hi. I don't know if this qualifies as asking me to do a favour, but it's definitely a bit of a Mickey take. Uh, my school's geography department has a green team. Um, what? Right. Uh, she says it's advertised as a group of students who push the geography department's agenda. So making sure people are being climate conscious, minimising waste in school, and generally proposing ways that the school could be more green. I'm passionate about climate change, so I volunteered and I was selected. There were some meetings, they are all fine, but then the geography teachers had an idea for an education series, where in classes there would be special lessons to teach people about climate change. I thought it was a great idea and volunteered to help. So then, Alec, tell me, why was it 2am when I was literally lesson planning on behalf of the geography department for free? This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah. I know the feeling when it's like, it's really late and you're like, oh my god, there's so much to do. Why did I agree to this? <laughs> oh, that is so, so relatable. But also, it sounds very sinister when you say there's a, a group of students who are there to push the geography department's agenda, like a, a lobbying group. Um, you know what? One of my first, first bits of uh, radical left-wing activism um, was when I was in year four and our school had an eco-club that was just basically like the green team except without the lesson planning. But that, there's something about geography teachers, isn't there? They're a special breed. They're not like other teachers, they're, they're just unique, they do their own thing, they have their own mannerisms, and that, that whole thing, the, like, getting students just to do all the work for them, it's very geography teacher, isn't it? Very geography teacher. Uh, hi to Reese as well, he says, On holiday once, me and my family went to a resort in Spain. We became friends with the resort director who planned all of the entertainment. That's a, that's a good friend to have, friends in powerful places. Uh, he says, One morning as we were leaving the hotel, the resort director asked us, if any of us could help him with the dinner music. Because um, basically they had a live band that played every night whilst they were serving dinner. But on that night, they were short-staffed. It was a weird request, but I was happy to help. Fast forward to that night. I'm sat there playing the keyboard, an instrument I've never played before, because the keyboard player dipped. <laughs> what were you playing? What? That's a ridiculous story. So if you'd never played the keyboard prior to that, but you knew how to play the key. You were able to play along when this band were, were warming up for dinner. How? Did they give you like a crash course in playing the piano? How did you know the, the tune? There's a lot, were, were you actually playing or were they just miming? Was it like a fake live band where they have the instruments but none of them were plugged in? Was it that kind of situation? Or were you just hitting play on like a preset? That's weird, that's pretty cool, but a weird story. <laughs> the fact that, that ever came about. Thank you for your messages. As always, love it when you get involved in the show. Greatly appreciate it. I've got something cool to tell you about next. 
It's a new dating app that you might want to get involved with. More details after Wolf Alice. Wizard Radio with Wolf Alice and Delicious Things Afternoon. I'm Alec Feldman. I Paul is good. We'll do what's going on in a minute. Uh, but first, a dating app. A very unique dating app that you might be interested in getting on. Yeah, let me tell you about it. It's in Iceland. I, I feel like it's only in Iceland at the moment. But maybe, maybe it'll roll out um, into, into the rest of the world, possibly. And what happens on Bump, this Icelandic dating app, is uh, it's much like a normal dating app, really. You know, you, you meet people, I think you swipe or whatever, you get matches, you chat, and then, you know, if the chatting goes well, you can go on a date and you can meet the person. But then, and this is the, the interesting twist, when you meet them, you have to, to do something. You have to get both of your phones and you, like, tap them together. Like you're doing a sort of contactless payment, I suppose. You bump your two phones together. And then, when you do that, I feel like it runs it runs you through some kind of database or something. It finds the, the info from somewhere. And it tells you whether or not you and your date are related. <laughs> because in Iceland, this is, this is a genuine problem that they have in Iceland. Um, because it's quite a small country and it hasn't had much immigration over the years, the gene pool is quite small <laughs> and it happens a surprising amount where people will date each other and then it'll come out further down and they're like, oh, oh no, we're actually, we're actually related, oh dear, oopsie. <laughs> and this app is supposed to prevent that by telling you whether or not you are distantly related. It's like an insurance policy almost. And so you, you go on your date, you bump it, and it'll either say, you're good to go or... Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm afraid this is your first cousin. Um, what a useful feature. Uh, again, might roll out to the rest of the world, might not. Would be pretty devastating if you did go on a date with someone and you really hit it off and you were getting on really well and you really, really liked them. And then right at the end of the date, you do the bump and it turns out it's like, oh, sorry, I'm your long lost sister. Devastating. <laughs> but it's quite a fun idea. I like, you know... Better safe than sorry, I think. So what a, what a cool invention. Uh, coming up next, what's going on? Our little Saturday afternoon game. We'll do that after Amaray. This is Sad Girls Love Money on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, that was Sad Girls Love Money by Amaray and um, some other people who I've forgotten. <laughs> I'm Alec Felsman, hello. Um, right, almost 4pm, which means it's time to play a Saturday afternoon game of... What's going on? Every Saturday, I play you a little clip of something that I found on the internet somewhere in a very, very dark corner. And I've taken all context away from it. And your job is simply to explain what you are hearing. In essence, to answer the question, what is going on? I know, uh, <laughs> very complicated, right? So, um, I'm going to play it to you a couple of times. And then I just want your theories about what's happening, your best wildest explanations, whatever you can think of, whatever you can pluck from the depths of your brain, please, to try and explain the noises you are hearing. Potentially an easy one this week, but we'll see, we'll see. Let's have a listen to it for the very first time. Okay, are you ready to count down from five? So, 
what we have there is someone someone saying something. What do they say? It's like, are you are you ready? Are you ready? Let's count down from five. Then they do count down from five. There's sort of a, like a crowd of people. And then there's a cheer, but then the cheer sort of dies down and it all sort of stops again. And then afterwards, there's another second smaller cheer. What on earth do you think is happening there? If you can answer that question, if you know, if you think you know, if you can imagine, then please get involved, play along, send me a message. My number is 07807. 183538. That's 07807 <laughs> so two cheers, one smaller than the other, a large crowd, a countdown. What do you think it is? Send me your guesses. 07807183538. We'll read them all out and go through them and pick them to pieces. And I'll tell you what the actual answer is in about 50 minutes from now. Uh, 10 to 5 we'll do that. Right, on the way, a scientific theory I want to put to the test. We'll play Baby Queen and the new one from Adele after the news right now. It's 4 o'clock. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio on a Saturday afternoon. That was Baby Queen and Wannabe. And before that, uh, new track off the Adele album. Oh my God. I like that because you can imagine Adele saying it in her voice. <laughs> oh my God. All that kind of thing. Anyway, <laughs> hi, I'm Alec Feldman. This is Wizard Radio. Ed Sheeran and Elton John is playing in a second. And I have a theory about Elton John. He... He pops up everywhere, doesn't he? Think about the number of songs he's done recently. There was Elton John and Dua Lipa. There's this Ed Sheeran and Elton John song. Um, he's done a song with Fallout Boy once. He's, he's all over the shop. Um, and that's because Elton John is friends with everybody. Like, anyone who's anyone in the world of celebrity seems to somehow have a connection with Elton John. And so I want to put a theory to the test this afternoon. My theory is, everyone who's even slightly famous, who exists in the world of showbiz, has some kind of connection to Elton John. Specifically, I want to put the six degrees of Elton theory to the test. So any person you name in showbiz, there's only six people between them and Elton John. I believe this to be true, and I would like to put it to the test this afternoon. And so, to help me out, I've got my lab assistant, James Gilmore, here. Hello. Hi, hi. I I'm like excited for this. Good. So, what I would like you to do to help with the, the science that is taking place on this radio show right now, uh, just name some random celebrities, whoever you can think of off the top of your head, and I will try my best to connect them with Elton John in less than six degrees, basically. Okay. My first one. Mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran. Oh, well, that's easy. They're like, they're friends. They've done a Christmas song together. That's like one degree of separation. Piece of cake. Okay. Taylor Swift. Uh, Taylor Swift. Well, Taylor Swift is friends with Ed Sheeran, isn't she? Yeah. And they, they did a song together. 
and Ned Sheeran is friends with Elton John. So that's that's two degrees of separation between uh, Taylor Swift and Elton John. Okay, three. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Well, again, they've they've done a song together, haven't they? Cold Have Heart. They? Oh, God, yes, yeah, sorry, I thought this was the left field one. Which All is right. on the Wizard Radio playlist. <laughs> it wasn't, actually. It, ha- it, it has never been. It has never been on our playlist. Are you I'll sure? I'm sh- As the person who signs it off, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's okay, never been on our playlist. Fine, fine. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go harder then. Maniskin. Ooh. That is left field. Um, Maniskin are the winners of Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they are likely to know the UK's Eurovision entry, who was James Newman, mm-hmm. who's John Newman's brother. Is he? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't really follow this. So uh, no, stop. no, he is. Um, fine, fine. Uh, have I led myself down a John Newman cul-de-sac here? John Newman. No, I actually know s- the degrees of separation here from there on. I'm on. I'm on three. Fine. John Newman's done a song with David Guetta. Um, David Guetta's done a song with everybody, hasn't he? So there's there's bound to be someone who I can connect to Elton. David Guetta has done a song with. I've He's got, got, with I've Marie, got the answer. He? I've got the answer if you want it. No, no, no. Let me work it through. Fine. David Guetta's done a song with Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, I believe, is friends with Elton John. That's There's true. five degrees of separation. What did okay. you have? I Oh, um, David Guetta used to be signed to the same label as Elton John. And John Newman used to be signed, also was signed to Universal, which Elton is. Ah, so I could have so done it in fewer, really. You could have done it in fewer. Okay, here's, here's one that I think is more difficult. Okay. Timothy Chalamet. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> you asked for hard. So... The, the issue is Timothy Chalamet is not really on my, my radar. I know who he is, obviously, but... So he, he's an actor. He's in yeah. films. Mm-hmm. Um, am I allowed to look up what films he's been in? I, I didn't set the rules for this. That's true. Okay. Um, let's look at his IMDb. Um, what's he been in and who's he been in it with? <laughs> um, known for, call me by your name, Ladybird, Little Women, is any of this? Wonka, okay. He's in he's in the Willy Wonka movie, which also stars Olivia Coleman. Um, I hope I don't regret this one. Um, I think Olivia Coleman or Rowan Atkinson's in it as well. They're yeah, Rowan really Atkinson's in it. Friends. Matt Lucas is in it. Okay, let's go with let's go with Matt Lucas. Okay. Um, so Timothy Chalamet is in a film with Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas grew up in Northwest London, specifically Stanmore. Stanmore is only a 15-minute bus ride on the 142 from Watford. Elton John is like the chairman of Watford Football Club. Mm-hmm. And there are your five degrees of, or however many that is, separation between Timothy Chalamet and Elton John. I've got a harder one. Oh, no. <laughs> right. I've got two more. Okay. The theory's just about holding up, but it's I've, getting I've tested. actually, if you can't get this one, I've got this one. Okay. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. She's another one who I'm very aware of, but I don't know any movie she's been in. Uh, she's, um... Oh. 
She's in. She's Black Widow in the in Marvel. Okay. Black Widow in Marvel, you say? Um. Which also stars, according to Google, um, a number of people. <laughs> oh, this this theory is really being put under pressure here. Um, who else is on this lineup? Um, it also stars. I don't know who any of these people are. Oh, this was a terrible idea. It also stars Robert Downey Jr. Who was in Sherlock Holmes uh, alongside? What are we on? That's you're so lost. One, two, alongside. Um, Do you want me to step in? Jude Law. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jude Law must know Elton John. <laughs> well, I I see no evidence to suggest this. Um, oh no, I'm, I'm completely lost. Please tell me. Okay, Scarlett Johansson yeah. is dating Colin Jost, or married to Colin Jost. Colin yeah. Jost is a comedian on Saturday Night Live, mm -hmm. and Elton John has been one of the hosts on Saturday Night Live. Ah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have got that one, but it, it does exist. There is the, exist. the link. So the theory isn't wrong, I just I've got... I'm incapable of proving it. One more. Oh, God. Okay. Alec Feldman. Ah, that's me. That's you. Okay. Uh, I'm Alec Feldman. I I know James Gilmore, mm -hmm. who works for Universal, which is the record label Te Elton John is signed to. Technically not allowed to say that, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> woo! Okay, that's, let's... Cool. Um, yes. I, I Is the theory correct? I was going to go down those lines too. Yes. Um, you see, you're actually closer to Elton John than Timothy Chalamet is. Wow. What a revelation. What should I do with that information? I would take that to the bank, mister. I'm going to do that. Right. Well, we can all agree that my theory is right. I'm a scientific genius and we should play the Ed Sheeran and Elton John Christmas song. Uh, it's brand new, came out yesterday, it's called Merry Christmas, here it is. This was the song that launched Christmas on Wizard Radio, it's not Christmas until we say it is, and we said it was yesterday when James Gilmore played this song, so now it's Christmas, that's Ed Sheeran and Elton John with Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm Alec Feldman, hope you're good. Um, Silk Sonic coming up in a second, uh, but first, here is a very, very wholesome story about trains. Um, it's a man who has built a model railway, which, you know, in and of itself is not a very interesting story. There are lots of men who have model railways in their basements or lofts. This guy's taken it to a, a slightly new level. He's made, like, an accurate recreation of a train line that he used to live near in the 80s in West Yorkshire that looks, like, exactly the same, down to, like, the positioning of the trees. He's got, like, all the, the trains from the 80s and cars from the 80s and little models of people from the 80s. So credit to him. But the mad bit about this is its scale. Because it's it's a mile and a half long. Oh, no, it's not. Hang on. I've misread this. <laughs> it's not a mile and a half long. It's, it's 200 feet long, which is 61 meters. The real version is 
2.4 kilometers. And this is 61 meters. Okay, fine. It's not, it's not a mile and a half. That's now made it slightly less exciting. But it's still very big. So big that um, it, it's been put on display somewhere. Um, and to get it to the place where it's being displayed, they needed to put it in three separate lorries um, to get it there. Just to make sure you didn't like break it and stuff. But this is the mad bit about this story. He's been making it for a very long time. It's like a labour of love for this guy. What's his name? Mr. George is his name. Uh, does he have a first name? Simon. We'll call him Simon. Simon's been building this for, for many, many years. And the whole time he's been building it, he kept it a secret from his girlfriend. Uh, I suppose because he was a bit embarrassed about the fact that he was like building <laughs> model trains in his spare time. But because it was so big, he couldn't build it in his own home. So he had to he had to rent a mill that had a massive basement, which is where he built it. And so every month, I guess, there was money going out of his account to pay for this mill, as well as all of the, the trains and stuff he was buying. Somehow managed to, like, hide this from her without being like, yes, I'm sorry we can't have nice things. I'm spending all my money on renting a mill and trains. But the lie he came up with was that when he was off to his mill to build his train set, he told his girlfriend that he was a wine merchant. <laughs> and so he's just like, oh, I'm just gonna, gonna go off and look at some wines in the mill and actually just be playing with his trains. That's such a ridiculous lie. Because... <laughs> How can you pretend to be a wine merchant for like months, if not years? Surely that's the kind of thing that like could end a relationship if you lie about what you do. Like what sort of a wine merchant? Never, never has any wine or doesn't know anything about wine and just disappears to do wine and never seems to make any money off it. I, I, all I'm saying is, this girlfriend of his, I don't think she can be the sharpest tool in the box if she bought his excuse. He did have to come clean eventually, obviously, but it took a while. And the fact that she bought this for such a long time, that he was a wine merchant instead of just a man building model trains. I, <laughs> it's just weird, isn't it? Um, but it's very wholesome and cute, and now it's on display, and everyone gets to see the world's largest model railway. No, not the world. Britain, sorry. I don't want to build its part. Britain's largest model railway by a man who is a compulsive liar. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Um, so that's, that's kind of cute, isn't it? Right. In a second, let's talk about IKEA after this song. It's Silk Sonic, a.k.a. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack smoking out the window is on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, that was Silk Sonic, aka Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Song's called Smoking Out the Window. Uh, it's not for me. <laughs> Bruno Mars is a bit naff, but oh well. This is Wizard Radio. Hello. <clears throat> I'm Alex Feldman, giving my honest, unfiltered opinions as always. Uh, RD coming up and Summer Walker. But now, there's been a couple of stories about this week about people who have got stuck in places there's been a bit of snow in the uk and in europe and as you know whenever there's the slightest bit of snow everyone panics isn't that weird? this time last week was it yeah, no sun last sunday where i am in manchester it's like it was proper like heavily snowing. i was walking out and there was like snow that had settled and i was walking through it and it was snowing on me um snow was falling all around me and there were children playing and having fun and stuff um, and we're now it's all gone. It's like it never happened. But anyway, um, so whenever there's snow, everyone poos the pants. And there was that story you might have seen about a pub in North Yorkshire where these people got snowed in for about three days. I think they were stuck there. It was the highest pub in the UK. 
and they're all stuck there doing karaoke with an Oasis tribute act, which is just such a random turn of events. There was that story, they got stuck in the pub, and there was another one that's come out of Denmark, where people got snowed into a branch of Ikea, which is, you know, of all the places you could get snowed in, Ikea is probably one of the best. You've got the cafe, you've got the meatballs and all that stuff, um, and you've got, like, the furniture, so you can sleep, you can eat. All of your basic needs will be catered to by being locked into Ikea. So you're kind of good. But there's there's a part of me. Obviously, all the people who were trapped there would probably have rather not been trapped there. But there is a part of me that thinks it would be kind of fun to be, like, trapped in a shop overnight. Or just somewhere. You know what I always thought would be cool? I always wanted to be, like, locked in my school overnight and do some, like hide and seek in the dark i think that would have been a lot of fun but um it never never happened sadly and so it just got me thinking like where would you kind of be all right with being locked in overnight or like trapped by snow obviously if you want to be really practical places like ikea would be ideal because they've got everything you could possibly need but maybe there's something more fun something more frivolous that you'd like to be locked into for a night just the one see what happens have a bit of fun and then escape in the morning. What? Where would you be alright with being snowed into, basically, is what I'm asking. If you've got an answer to that question, it's something that kind of goes, actually, I'd, I'd quite like to be snowed in it. Argos, or whatever. Then um, get involved with the show. You can get in touch with me. We're on the text 07807 183538. It's station at wizardradio.co.uk on the email. Or if you want to find us on socials and send us a little DM, slide right in there. It's uh, at Wiz Radio. Where would you not mind being snowed in or otherwise trapped for a night? That's the question. Uh, answers coming up. After we play Summer Walker and RD. It's that song that sampled their uh, Sweet Female Attitude. And I thought you might be interested in learning a little bit more about RD. So I've, I've gone away for many many hours in the week and read as much as I could possibly find about RD and I've got loads of info about him I've put it all into 60 seconds and you can count on me you know I wouldn't lie to you so this is all completely true let's do it Alex totally accurate definitely not made up 60 second guide RD stands for research and development and that's because before blowing up as a rapper he just finished his chemistry A level he was about to undertake an apprenticeship at a pharmaceutical company in their R&D department before he got the chance to start though, a song that he'd featured on went big and he abandoned the apprenticeship to do music full time. Unfortunately, this does mean he's technically classified by the government as a neat that's uh, not in education, employment or training. Um, when he's not busy being a statistic, he enjoys walks in the woods and has actually become very good at foraging for food and other things. Uh, he once undertook a survival challenge where he spent a whole night in the woods with no food or tent. He was able to connect enough twigs start a fire and keep himself warm hence this line in this song um i don't give girls flowers i'll give you good wood though who said romance was dead that is rd in 60 seconds alec feldman on wizard radio come and join the fun from a safe distance summer walker and scissor that was no love on wizard radio and rd flowers before that i'm alec feldman hi thanks for hanging out with me five seconds of summer's playing in a second I've got Coldplay as well before Miles is on at five and the answers to what's going on coming up too. <coughs> Excuse me. And now though, I'm talking about places you wouldn't mind being stranded overnight, like snowed in or locked in or whatever. 
there were these people that spent a night in Ikea, which I'd imagine would be would be great. They were all like sleeping on the beds and stuff, because it's got everything you need, doesn't it? And there was someone else, well, another group of people, I think there was about 60 of them, who got locked into a pub with an Oasis tribute act in North Yorkshire. I mean, it's all going on. Um, uh, Callum has been on. He says, the ideal scenario really, Alec, would be to get locked in to a very expensive restaurant with all of the chefs there. Real chefs, proper high-end restaurant, not like McDonald's where they rely on daily deliveries for their food, you know. I think it would only be fair if this happened for the restaurant to suspend our bills and then just give us food for free. If anything, I might try and create a situation where I'm able to experience that for free. Um, <laughs> I think you're quite optimistic there. I feel like if you're in an establishment like that, I mean, for, for a start, I don't see what situation you would end up accidentally getting locked in a place like that. But also, I don't think they would suspend bills and be like, oh, guys, we're all in this together. I think they'd make you the food at the time. And then when you're leaving, they'll go, oh, by the way, here's the bill. And, um, yeah, just demand loads of money from you. And you'll be like, how much? Um, so I, I don't think that would quite play out how you think it would. I'm also slightly alarmed by the last sentence of Callum's message, uh, where he says, if anything, I might try and create a situation where I'm able to experience that for free. Now, maybe I'm I'm reading too much into this, but to me, that does sound like he's expressing intent to create a hostage situation. He's going to, like, stage a hold-up in some high-end restaurant so that he can get the food for free um, and, like, make sure everyone's trapped in. I would not recommend this at all. I don't think that's a good idea. You'll probably go to jail. It'll all be very nasty. So please don't create a hostage situation in a posh restaurant. It's not worth it. it really isn't. Don't don't care how many Michelin stars it's got. It's not. It's not. Um, Taylor says, I wouldn't mind being snowed in at a soft play area. <laughs> I know I'm too old for soft play now. Um, I'm just coming to terms with that fact. But how fun would it be? Soft play is expensive too, apparently. So getting to do that much soft play for free is ideal. And it would be so cosy. Someone could go sleep on the slides, people could sleep in the ball pit and so on. It would be a great memory. You know what? It would. I bet you can get adult soft play birthday parties at like the night time. I'm certain that is the thing. However, I want to um, wee on your bonfire here a little bit. Um, before COVID, I would have said, yeah, that's brilliant. What a great idea. But now here we are, it's December 2021, we're all much more conscious about hygiene and I don't think that I would ever want to go to a soft play place ever again. <laughs> I think they must be disgusting. How often do you think they wipe those down? There is, okay, put it this way, there is no way that anyone could ever clean every single ball in the ball pit, it's just impossible. They are filthy. It's like, you know what happens in a swimming pool, right? All sorts of terrible things go on in swimming pools. But at least in a swimming pool, you've got the UV light, you've got the chlorine, the water's like recycled regularly. None of that's happening in a ball pit. Vile. Disgusting. Never again. No. Terrible idea, Taylor. I hate it. Please, if you do get snowed into a soft play area, make sure I'm not with you. Thank you. Uh, Matt says, I'd quite like to be snowed into a department store, somewhere like Harrods or something like that. A bit like a movie, isn't it? These places, they have food, you could try on all the clothes. What are they going to do? Kick you out? They can't. You're snowed in. I feel like this is the kind of situation where you could just run wild. It'd be like living in a really expensive hotel without having to pay for anything. Exactly. In, that would be incredible. Having free reign in, like, Harrods 
Or, oh, you know where else? Hamley's the toy store. Oh, that would be wonderful. Or, um, what's the other posh shop? Fortnum and Mason. The Queen's Supermarket, yeah. All those kind of places, that would be, that would be fun. Oh, just on another note, you just made me a bit sad, Matt. Because, um, I always like when it's this time of year. I love going into London and, like, seeing all the Christmas lights and the Christmas displays and the shops and stuff. And uh, I can't do that this year because I'm, I'm, I'm not in London. Oh, that's a shame. Anyway, uh, thanks for that. Appreciated. All very good suggestions, except Taylor and the soft play area. That's a terrible idea. Never message again. That, I'm joking. Please do. Thank you. Thank you for getting involved. What's going on is coming up next after five seconds of summer. This is 2011. Five seconds of summer with 2011. Uh, it's Alec Feld. And Miles is on in 10 minutes. There's just about time to finish up with what's going on. Um, played you a clip earlier. Sorry, I just remembered I forgot to. Sorry, just time, just enough time to wrap up and finish with what's going on. Well, that's more like it. Um, so played you this clip earlier on, and you've been sending in your guesses. Let's hear it again. Okay, are you ready to count down from five? Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> So that is the clip. There's some counting, there's some cheering. Like I said, I think it's quite an easy one this week. So um, let's see who's who's managed to get it. Uh, Jake, I think this is a <laughs> I think this is a clip of Boris Johnson encouraging a group of kids to count how many kids he has. His kids are lined up in a row. And so they count child number five, child number four, child number three, child number two, and child number one. And then it all goes quiet because there are more children they weren't even aware of to begin with. A classic Johnson Christmas situation. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's funny. Thank you, Jake. That's very, very good. Nice work. Um, were all the children in the crowd? Also, his children. <laughs> this is a lot. Um, well, it's not that, but uh, you're right. Obviously, like it, it's Boris's voice. You, you can recognise that anywhere, can't you? The same guy that brought you uh, Peppa Pig World and forgive me. Um, is, uh, yeah, he's the one going, um, are you ready? Can you count down from five? Yeah, that's, that's Boris. So, yeah, yeah you've worked that one out correctly. Uh, Aisha says, yes, I'd recognise that voice anywhere. That is the voice of Hugh Grant, the actor in Love Actually. Uh, <laughs> I hate to break it to Aisha, but, um, we've just established that it's not. Um, but she says, it's a very recognisable, posh British accent. I don't know exactly what's happening. It sounds like it's at a party. Maybe he's at a film screening of Love Actually, and they're counting down for the film to start playing, but then it starts on a delay, so it's quite anticlimactic. Um, I mean, as previously established, sadly, it's not Hugh Grant in Love Actually, the best Prime Minister this country has ever had. It's, uh, it is Boris, uh, who's amongst the worst. Um, I wish it was Hugh Grant standing on the street, uh, the steps of Downing Street, but alas, alas, um, it's, it's not him. Which is a great shame. Uh, Freddy saying, This is the two old guys from Dancing on Ice counting down to the opening of the Natural History Museum Ice Rink in London. It must be. Who are the two old guys from Dancing on Ice? Are you talking about Torville and Dean? Uh, uh, one of them's a woman, I think. Not that I'm an expert in ice skating, but, I, but uh, is that who you're talking about? You're talking about someone else. John Barrowman and Jason Gardner. <laughs> I, I have no idea. But um, no, that's not what it is. I'm afraid. There's no...
grand opening of the Natural History Ice Rink in what's going on this week. Does it have a grand opening? That sounds cool. Uh, oh, James Gilmore wants to come on. What, what do you want? Can I just say, I actually saved Freddy there because he also included in that message, which I removed, just so Ooh. you know that I am vetting these messages. Um, the two old guy from Dancing on Ice who also do the advertising in cinemas, which is... No, another. that's different people. <laughs> 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 that's Pearl and Dean, right? <laughs> Uh, yes, but you not know, the same as Torvald and Dean. Not the same as Torvald and Dean, Freddy. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see you're, you're doing your job, James. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Um, well, it's not it's not Pearl and Dean or Torvald and Dean because yeah, it's it's Boris. Um, and yeah, a lot of you have worked out that it is Boris. We've got Holly and John and Laura and Max. Um, they've all sussed that it is Boris Johnson. <laughs> they say um, surrounded by a crowd of kids. Uh, his favourite situation to be in clearly. I'm not sure exactly who th- this is from. I feel like it's not from all of these people, but this is one one of Holly, John, Laura, and Max. Um, his favourite situation to be in clearly, counting down to turn on the Christmas tree lights in front of 10 Downing Street. But there's a problem. When they get to number one, Boris struggles to turn on the lights. Then it goes all quiet. Then you get the delayed. Way when he finally does manage to turn them on. Yes, 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 yes. You are right. That is the answer on what's going on this week. It's Boris. He's trying to turn on the Christmas lights. It doesn't quite go to plan. So you get the big way. Oh. Way. <laughs> Slightly later. Um, but to be honest, that's probably the the smallest thing he's messed up this week. So it's not all bad. Uh, so that's, that's what's going on this week. Thanks for getting involved as ever. And I'm just about done. I think I'm gonna gonna go now. It's been lovely. I've had a lovely time. Um, but now I'm gonna pass it over to Miles. I'm back on next week. We've got the weekly mixtape on Friday. We're gonna play what I want, and we're gonna chuck in a few Christmas songs. I think from now on, and then back here Saturday, three till five p.m. It'd be lovely to have you hanging out with me. Oh, and uh, there's the podcast as well. Just doing all the show admin. It's called Alec Feldman the podcast. If you missed anything, you can hear the whole show back without all of the music. So there you go. Miles is next, and I'm going to finish today with Coldplay and Selena Gomez. This is Let Somebody Go on Wizard Radio. Have a good one. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Music